Hello and welcome to the Winners Never Quit podcast, all about mental resilience, learning from hardship, all to build a winner's mindset. Hosted by myself, Jack Jarvis, and if you could like, follow, or subscribe to the podcast, I would really, really appreciate it. Today, I am joined by Caroline Dubois. Now, Caroline is a professional boxer who won gold at the Youth Olympics in 2018 and won the World Youth Championships four times. Since turning pro last year, she was currently 5-0, and soon to be 6-0, and and she joins me now. Caroline, how's it going? I'm good, thank you. Mate, I've just seen you in the open workout, looking you. sharp, looking ferocious. Thank you, thank you. So yeah, I'm, I'm very confident you're going to go to 6 and 0. All the things you want to be seeing and hearing, so um, it was it was good, you know, to go out there and show a little bit to people and have uh, <coughs> people come down and, and see us for a while. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Um, thank you for coming on the pod, and we start every pod the same. Yeah. How do you define winning in your life? How do I define winning? Um, I think the the major part about winning is feeling content and happy within yourself um there's nothing worse than winning and feeling like you're lost and you're confused and and it didn't mean anything you know yeah when every time every time you win it's got to mean something for you and hopefully for others as well you know um winning is obviously a major part of life and and how you win is different to each and every person you know some people win is just getting up in the morning and being able to see their family some people they've got massive goals and they want to be doing this and doing that but for me winning is just obviously every day i get up i I complete what i set out to do train um stay strict to my diet and hopefully see my family happy around me no that's beautiful brilliant answer there we'll talk about your fight that's coming up but let's roll it back you come from a big family. Your brother's Daniel Dubois, so you've got that boxing sort of uh, blood in you. Um, but tell me about your childhood and, and growing up and what led you to becoming, um, wanting to become a boxer. Um, we've always been a sporty family. Um, my dad put all of all the kids in, in, in sports. You know, I did running, gymnastics, swimming. And I would have been, I, would, I enjoyed it. It was fun for me. It really was just fun for me. But... There was something different about boxing. I remember walking in the gym and that feeling of there's something different. It's not just a fun atmosphere. There's something about this. There's something intense. There's something, you know, worth fighting for. And I know that if I were to lose, it would devastate me. So um, I, I picked that up straight away in the boxing gym. And um, it, it was it's great being in, in the gym surrounded by your family and your brothers, obviously. My brothers box as well. So... It's good, you know, we're always motivating each other. Yeah, motivation, that competitive sibling rivalry, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. So how old were you when you started boxing? Um, I was nine years old when I first started boxing. I remember asking my dad if I can go down to the gym on Saturdays, which is when they had the under, un, undercarded boxes, so like everybody of under t- 11. And I was like, can I go down, can I go down? And I kept asking, asking, asking. And it would always be like, yeah. At first he was just brushing it off. And then he was like, yeah, I'll take you down Saturday. And Saturday just kept coming and going. And I wasn't going anywhere. And I guess I was just persistent. And I kept um, bugging him about it. And eventually he took me down. And, and it was from there on. He, he saw how ambitious and how much I actually loved the sport straight away. I just picked it up that I obviously, I really wanted to do it. Yeah, no, totally. And where does that determination because you've shown great, you know, to stick with it to the age you now, and yeah. you've been very successful, and you don't get to where you are without hard work. But even a, a young child, you were determined to go. Where does that come from? I suppose being the middle child, you know, the you're the one that's overlooked a lot, and you got obviously being a big family, you know, there were seven of us. Every kid has to fight for the attention. Every kid has to fight for their respect and their oh, that's not just one of my children. That's that's that's. 
that's Caroline, you know. So as a, as a young kid, I, I guess I knew that if I was going to be special, if I was going to do something, I had to do something special. And um, I saw that my brother was getting a lot of attention in the boxing. And I suppose I wanted some of that. I wanted some of the attention. I wanted some of the respect for myself as well. You know, I wanted direction and I wanted something to dedicate, be dedicated towards. And um, I found that in boxing, thankfully. Oh, amazing. So your brother's doing well. At what yeah. point did you realise that you were n above average, well above average at boxing? And, and, you, and it could t potentially be a career. Um, I think I knew picked that up straight away because in the gym at Repton, I was the only girl. Obviously, when I first went to Repton, I wasn't. I couldn't tell them that I was a girl. You know, the most boxing clubs back then, it was amateur boys boxing clubs. Amateur boys boxing clubs. If you went there and you were a girl and you said, "Oh, I want to join up," they'd be like, "Nah, girls can't do this. They can't fight. They can't compete. They won't be able to keep up with the training. Who could they spar? They can't spar the boys." But I was already sparring the boys. I was training with the boys. I was running. I was doing everything. And that told me straight away, I'm doing something that there's no one else doing. You know, I was in a gym surrounded by only boys. I was the only girl in the club up until it must have been like 15, 16, that I actually saw other girls start turning up into repting in in any other club that I was in. Only then was I seeing it. And I knew that there's something special about me and I'm doing something that nobody else is doing. Talk us through that first world championships you went to. It was amazing. I remember going out there. In, it was in Hungary, Budapest. It was actually really, really, really nice. I was shocked how nice Budapest was. And um, What year was this? It was. It must have been 2017, 2018 time. Okay. And I remember going out with a, with a strong team, a strong English team, loads of girls, all the boys, and everyone was so nervous, so excited. I remember seeing the USA team rocking up and everyone was like, wow, look, there's the USA members, seeing the Kazakhstan, China, and it was just so amazing. That's the best bit about amateur boxing is when you're traveling the world and you're seeing, your eyes open up, your mind opens up when you're seeing all these different countries, all these different nations, cultures, and to to get in that mix of them and be like, I'm the best, I'm the best at in the whole world. That's, that's an amazing feeling. And it was just, it was a great experience going to the World Championships. Did you win your first World Championships? Yeah, I won the first one. Um, no biggie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was good, you know. If I remember I fought, uh, I think it was New Zealand or Ru Australia in my first fight. And it was it was just such a, a weird country. You wouldn't, like, I'd never fought anyone from that side of the pond before. And that was just fun. And then I went. I that side of the pond, that side of the world. That you know, that, world, that down like there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. They're not a famed boxing no. <laughs> nation. You just think yeah. rugby, really. Exactly, yeah. So I fought Australia, I fought Brazil, I fought um, Russia in the finals. That was, it was, I think I had four fights. I can't remember who the other one was. And that was just, it was just amazing to, s to get in the ring with all these different girls, different countries, different cultures, and be the best out of all of them. What was going through your mind um, in the final there? I wanted to win so bad, you know, it was the first... I should hope so, do you I know what I mean? <laughs> I got in that far, you can't come that far just to come that far. Yeah. You know, imagine getting to the world final and, and losing. That's just horrible. And I, so I really, really, really just wanted to get, get, get it done, you know. Yeah. Get the victory and just be like, yeah, I'm a world champion. So it was very, it was very intense for me and... It was like everything could go right and everything could go wrong. So, you know, we only had three rounds, three, three minutes, and it was intense. But I managed to pull it off. Amazing. And how do you mentally prepare for that to block out the outside noise and focus on the job in hand? I feel like you just have to stay switched on. You have to keep looking at the end goal, you know. Take every round as it comes, every minute as it comes, every second. You know, be present. I, I keep saying that, and I'm not sure if, like, 
when I say be present, I mean to be there in the moment. Don't drift off like mentally. Don't be like, be thinking of the future. Don't think of what could go wrong. Don't think of what could go right. Just be there, be present, be in the moment and enjoy. Yeah. So you've gone to your first world championship and then I'm sure the youth Olympics, the youth Olympics was, was pretty... was the qualifiers, which yeah. was also pretty awesome because you had to win the worlds to qualify for the youth you had Olympics. To win, you, you had, had to win, win it, it to qualify. No pressure. And uh, yeah, it was it was intense. And I, and obviously when I won and I won the Europeans that year as well, it was I was like, wow. I remember phoning up my dad saying, I qualified, I qualified for the youth Olympics. It was just so insane. And, and the whole prep going to the Olympics, and it was just amazing, really, really fun. What was that feeling like when you phoned your dad and you told him you'd won and you'd qualified for the youth Olympics? It was amazing. I remember phoning him and I was just so happy, so excited. I was just so excited, you know. The Youth Olympics is basically a dress for a dress rehearsal for like the real thing, you know. Yeah. And um, the best in the w- the world are going to be there, and it's not just boxing; it's the world. It's it's sports, and uh, it's a celebration of sports. And I was so excited to be selected and to qualify. It's, it's different when when you qualify for your own hard work and for your own um, achievement. So the Youth Olympics, what was the step up like? It was it was diff- it was funny because I I went out there and I had so many like imaginations of what it's going to be like the village the fact that we had a village and a whole different sports and everything it was just a different level in sport it was a different level i was so excited and it was such an amazing experience and the boxing obviously because we're fighting at a high level for um a different a different goal a different you know the the stakes went up everybody upped their game i feel like when we went out there everybody was just so mentally switched on and that wasn't just us like the english boxers it was the whole world you know usa um america uh thailand everybody was there and you could tell there was intensity and everybody was just switched on everyone wanted to perform and bring back a medal bring back a gold medal and it was great how many fights did you have at the olympics four. Four. four who was the toughest um, I think the girl in the final, I thought, I think it was Thailand that I fought, and, and um, yeah, she was, she, I think she had more fights than me, and um, we're both, our fi- I think we were both the same age, and we were both like, I remember warming up, and I was looking at her, she was looking at me, we were both staring each other out, you know, the, the, the usual pre-staring out each other, and it was just great, um, it was great, but I was so switched on, so I was just ready, I knew I was going to win, I knew I was better than her. And I know that it was great. It was great confirming, you know. Were there any uh were there any good parties in the village once you'd once you'd it was won great. gold? It was, everyone crazy. Obviously the final day, everyone just went crazy. There was like fireworks, everyone was just so excited. It's an experience, you know, going to the Youth Olympics is basically a dress rehearsal for the real thing. And um it was it was fun. It was all all these kids, some older, some were younger. And you're surrounded by, you know, just great athletes, the best in the world, the best at their business, the best at their sport. And it's good to be surrounded by people like that. So you can be obviously motivated and see how, how they prepare for things and stuff. So you've won gold, yeah. obviously had a fantastic 2018. Yeah. What was the following years um, like? And yeah. Yeah. It was hard how, d- how do you re-motivate yourself yeah. after winning at the top level? Um, obviously, the Olympics, like the real ones at 2020, was the major motivation you know I wanted to go to them so bad um obviously I had to get on the GB team which is where the seniors fight at and uh, I was youth at the time and I wanted to get on the GB team and and I, it was so many comp- competitions like obviously the way that I was in was the busiest division even in boxing right now f- the weight that I was at lightweight is the busiest you know that's where the most women just fall at naturally height wise weight wise that's like that and um on the GB team there was just 
so many girls who are all aiming for the same thing and I'm just coming straight out from the youth so I've won all these titles I've won all these things and and now I've got to prove myself on the big stage with the big women and um every it was it was, it was a lot of competition it was very mental very mentally draining it was very hard being on the getting on the GB team and uh, performing and fighting there so we've talked about the highs yeah but I want to talk about maybe some of the hardships you've faced in your career yeah. what would you say has been the toughest the toughest moment of your your amateur yeah. career I think uh I've, I would say the journey to get in there, how lonely it is. Um, I think people, obviously, on days like this when there's media days and there's cameras and everyone's like, wow, it's so great. Um, you've got all these people around you wanting to see you do well and, and obviously patting you on the back and stuff. But I don't think people realise how lonely it can be when there's no one there and you got to get up and it's a cold morning. you got to get up and you got to either make weight, you got to run, you got to train, you got to put in the extra miles and you're all alone. There's nobody there that's going to be there with you. Nobody there is going to be motivating you. There's nobody there that really is, is can help you. And you're on it on your own. And the only thing that's keeping you going is your own dreams and your own aspirations. And that's actually the hardest, the hardest bit is staying motivated, especially when you've, especially when it can be so lonely. Believe that loads because when i was rowing the yeah. rowing the atlantic it's easy to be disciplined when yeah. everyone's around yeah 100%. you know but when you're on that boat by yourself <laughs> when you're on your own it's and you different. can just you know snooze just, that alarm yeah, stay in fo- yeah. stay in bed 10 more yeah. minutes long longer it is hard it is no so i really hard. appreciate that coming into was it the european where you yeah. fought uh keely harrington kelly harrington so yeah, yeah that was the olympic qualifiers yeah because um, you did qualify for the Olympics, didn't you? I did qualify. Yeah. I qualified. I got to the finals. I got a silver medal at the European Games, which is pretty mad. Yeah. Um, obviously massive achievement. It, it, like, I was f- it's funny, when you're going for it, you don't really see it as a massive achievement. But when you look back at it, you realise how hard it was, how tough it was, especially for me because I was really struggling with making the weight. I was really struggling with the whole, the whole other side of boxing, which is the behind-the-scenes stuff, the training the discipline, the being away from your family, being alone and being like that. I was only 19 years old. I got put up in GB Sheffield alone and um, there's like five girls who all want your spot. There's five girls who obviously want your spot. You want their spot. You want, they're all aiming for the same thing and that that's really, really mentally tough. And I was 19 years old. I went to the Olympic qualifiers, five fights, and I think it was in six days. That was crazy. And I remember just beating the girls like one after the other. It was mad. And I, I, I fought, um, I, I fought Myra Potkinen, who was uh, the Olympic bronze medalist. Beat Katie Taylor, who beat Kelly Aaron, who was actually beat Katie Taylor. Yeah, beat Katie Taylor at the uh, 2016 Olympic Games. Was the la- was winning the Europeans every year running. I remember seeing her the way she was just walking around the venue, the way she was walking around the competition. She was. Like, in the Europeans, she was always winning the Europeans. She was the girl that was expected to win everything. And um, there was this awe around her where she was like, I don't know, like, she knew she was good. She knew that people were intimidated by her. But I was just like, I need to go to the Olympic Games and there's no one that's going to stop me. So I remember getting getting her. She was my second fight. And if I lost, I wouldn't have qualified for nothing, you know. I had no ranking. I had nothing. I had to win the Olymp- th- these qualifiers. I had to get to the finals. And I beat her, and then it was the next girl who I thought was the Swedish girl who was, I think, European Games bronze medalist. I beat her. I went on, and I fought the Italian who was um, the European Games 
another bronze medalist. I beat her and it was just, it was mad. And then I obviously got to the finals. I qualified for the Olympic Games at this point and it was just insane. It was so mentally draining. It was so, it was so hard. Like, you, people don't realise how hard it actually is, but it was really hard. And, uh, I look don't back worry, at it now. Caroline. I think people <laughs> appreciate how hard you've had to it work. Was, and it was it was hard, you know, like unless you're there, unless you know it, then you know it. But it was it was a great experience. I look back at it now, and I I realize how good it was. I said to myself, I just want to go out there and perform as best as I can. It doesn't matter if I win lose. I just need to go out there and perform at my best ability, so that when I look back, I, I won't feel like I left anything in the ring. But I I left I left everything, you know. So I'm proud of Wired Youth. No, and you should be. Silver medal is incredible. Yeah. And Kelly Harrington is th- was probably, what, 30? Yeah. Then? Yeah, 30. I'm not sure. 32, maybe. So you think of the experience yeah. she, she had, had in the amateur. You know, and she went on to win gold mm, in the Olympics, didn't she? I know. Didn't she? So it, was, it was mad. It was obviously heartbreaking. I'm not somebody who enjoys losing. I'm not going to be like, ah, I lost to, you know, Olympic, whatever. It's all right. But I was devastated, you know. I've... I was crying. I was just devastated because I I really wanted to win. I really wanted to be the best. And it's hard when you, when you get beat by somebody who's just better than you, and or maybe you let yourself down. It's just hard, but it's something I look back at is, and I realize the whole experience of it is strengthened me to who I am now. The fact that I went in there alone, you know, nineteen, twenty years old, alone, where I was competing against w- women who had had all fought around on the circuit. They all knew each other. And I was the new, the new, you know, the new kid on the block, this little baby, and and I was competing with the best of them, and I was beating them. So, I look back at it now as a great experience, a great learning experience. And unfortunately, you learn more from your losses than you do your victory. And I don't want to say she wasn't better than you. She's more experienced. <laughs> yeah. Just more experience. Just more experience. Yeah. You've come off the back of the European yeah. uh, Championships. How long between then and the decision to turn pro was there? Mm. So obviously I went to the Olympic Games and um, I had that experience and then I remember f- before I went when I went to GB boxes and amateur was aiming for the Olympic goals. I had this this head dream in my head that I wanted to go to the Olympics, obviously win a gold medal, turn pro, you know, be like Katie Taylor, like Kalisha Shields, like my my role models, and then turn pro after that. Obviously it never went as as it was planned, but I think I learned more from the losses than I did from if I'd won. And I came home and my dad was like, okay, you've, you've achieved so much. You've done it. Like, what are you going to try? Like, of course you can go back to the Olympics and you probably would win. But, and then what? Just do it now. Jump, jump when it's, you know, when it's still scary and there's, and there's still so much to learn. You'll learn as a pro. You'll be gaining experience. And um, you just you just get your foot through the door. And it was hard for me to make that decision because for so long, as an amateur boxer, my dream was to be an Olympic gold medalist. And it's hard to let that go, you know. When you're a kid, everybody has a dream when they're kids. Some kids want to grow up and be an astronaut. They want to be this, they want to be that. But I wanted to be an Olympic gold medalist. And um, when you're so close but so far, it's hard to let it go, you know. That old saying, <laughs> close but no cigar. Yeah. No, I get that. And what was the biggest difference you noticed from turning yeah. pro to yeah. amateur? Um, It's a lot more one self you have to be self-driven so that's why i actually really appreciate my experience as an amateur like when you're in the gb program everybody gets up as a team you get up at uh seven o'clock in the morning everybody you go for a run you weigh in at the same time with everybody you go for a run with everybody you do snc with everybody you do your boxing training with everybody it's very 
you know you're team driven you're team motivated but when you turn pro you're obviously you're training at your own gym you're training and you do the training that we do at Shane McGuigan's gym but all the run in the S&C that's yourself that's you putting in that work behind the scene so it's very self-driven self-motivated and um I've had to learn that the hard way and obviously I've enjoyed it I've enjoyed it and you've uh did you go straight with Shane McGuigan yeah. how was that how has he brought you on as a boxer um uh, when I turned pro, I, I I knew that there were so many things I wanted to learn and and work on. I didn't just want to go with somebody who's going to sharpen me up, and make me learn through the fights and the sparring. I wanted someone who could teach me something that I wasn't learning. And I felt like I got that straight away when I first hit the pads of Shane. He was teaching me things that I I didn't even know, things that showed me how to turn my punches over, how to sit down on my punches properly. And there was that spark straight away. So I knew he was the one, and I'm happy that I'm on this journey with him. Yeah, you were looking very good in the ring, you Thank two. You. I'm a little bit gutted he didn't let me jump in and spar. <laughs> he, said, he said he needed some uh, <laughs> some help. So um, five pro fights yeah. so far, um, four knockouts, one that only one that's gone the distance. What was your favourite one? Um, definitely the one at the O2 Arena with the, on the undercard of Clash of Shields and Savannah Marshall. Yeah. The build-up, the fact that I was... M- I would say I was more excited. Was that was that wasn't Rodriguez, was it? Or was it? No, Clash of no. Shields and Savannah Marshall. No, sorry, you fought uh, Melina Kaliva. Melina, and then it was Rodriguez after that, yeah, wasn't that? Yeah, the Jews, the last one. Yeah. So yeah, that was my favorite fight. Actually, I think it was my favorite performance. It went a few rounds, and that was the best bit about it is that I didn't just blast her out because I was stronger than her. I I beat her because I broke her down properly, and I was really just focusing and being present in the ring and. And I was feeling everything, and I, uh, and I was reacting to everything, and I felt like I was really, really calm and mature in that fight. And the performance was just a very mature performance, even despite the fact that I've only had at the time four fights, and it was such a massive show, it was such a massive yeah, yeah, it was huge, yeah. You know, with Clash of Shields for Marshall, they were at each other's. Yeah, they all. were, weren't they? I couldn't even say five because they were at each other's throats for literally months leading up to that. So. Everybody came there, the noise when I walked out. There was a lot of um, expectations from my half and obviously people were excited to see what this all-female sh- show was all about. So I had to put on a good performance. You certainly did. I want to ask you, as a boxer, I say you're happy to get the rounds. Is it frustrating when you blast someone out there in one round or are you like buzzing, easy night's yeah, work? <laughs> I know, people always asking me that, but I feel like, it just goes to show how much... Because you don't get paid extra for no, going the full don't. six. you don't. You don't. You know, I always feel like you do your work learning in the gym. People say you do it in the professional ring, and I understand that. But I feel like the learning happens in the gym, behind the scenes. And what we do in the ring is just... As we, we show as much as we can. And um, you can only fight who's in front of you. And if I'm out there blasting at somebody who's never been stopped before, that just goes to show what I've been working yeah. on. And uh, obviously you can't let it get to your head because the next fight can be somebody that's really, really tough. So I just really enjoy every moment, every second. And if it's going to be quick or if it's going to be short or if it's going to be long, whatever, I just need to enjoy it and and, um, perform. Totally. And we're talking about professional boxing, so I've got to ask, what is your opinion on influencer boxing? You know we've got Tommy Fury, uh, Tommy Fury. We got Jake, yeah, Jake. You know Jake Paul <laughs> and Tommy Fury fighting yeah. very soon. Um, yeah, just to hear your opinion on it. Um, at first, I suppose I was like the generic negative towards it, but I've seen it now. I was for the what same. I was yeah, the same. Like, yeah. Just like, what is this? You know, you and I'm not even that. a boxer. <laughs> 
Yeah, I suppose I was the generic, what is this, you know, it's just, it's a joke. But at the end of the day, these people, they're stepping in the ring and boxing's a hard sport. And if they want to dedicate their time, their lives to do it, then let them do it. And if they're bringing in views and they're bringing in eyes that would never turn on a boxing, you know, totally fight. Totally agree, really 100% ever, agree. Then, then it's a good thing, you know. There's no such thing as, ah, they're taking away from my shine. No. Everybody's just doing their own thing, and if they're bringing in views and bringing in um, a new audience, then let them do it the way they want to do it. Obviously, I'm I'm actually interested to see how the Tommy Fury and Jake Paul fight goes, and and I would definitely be interested to see who get, comes out on top of that. Yeah, no, and I was I was the same. I was like, nah, yeah. it's just a joke. Yeah. yeah but yeah. now you know the audiences they're bringing in, you're right, and it's yeah. and it's going to benefit everyone. Everybody, yeah. You know, because everyone's going to get more exposure to an audience mm. that never watched it. So, yeah, yeah I couldn't couldn't agree more. Um, so we've talked about, you know, goals. Yeah. What's uh, your next goal in the sort of next 12 to 18 months? Mm, I feel like I just want to... It's like being on a ladder. You know, every rug, if you pass one rug, you go up to the next one, up onto the next one and the next one after that. Obviously, this fight, I'm fighting a 5-0 and Argentinian, never been beaten before. Um, I beat her. As I know, I will. Then I go to the next one. It's stepping up. You know, you're going up every every level. So the next one's going to be tougher. If I beat that one, the next one will be tougher. The beat that one, the next one after that is going to be tougher. I wanna. I've got high ambitions, and I don't want to be that fighter who turns pro and just sits around twiddling their thumbs. You know, fighting three times a year. You know, living off what they achieved as an amateur. Amateur. I want my successes to be what I achieve. As a professional, you know, I want to go out there and dominate and take over this boxing business and, and be someone who's special. And, and to do that, I have to fight and beat good opposition and beat the best. To be the best, you have to be the best. You can't do it just sitting around doing nothing. So I've got high ambitions and I, and I hopefully, um, five fights this year, hopefully be fighting for, um, being contention for a world title by the end of next year. Amazing. By the beginning of next year. And I want to touch on something you said there. So... You're fighting this opponent, 5-0, and never been stopped from Argentina. Mm-hmm. You're straight away, I know I'm going to win. And watching your last fight, yeah. you've got this f- like ferocious l- laser beam sort of mindset. You know what you're going to achieve. Where does that ferocious side come from? And I only ask because we've been sat down and, Caroline, you're absolutely lovely. I could speak to you all day. Yeah. So where does that, how do you turn that on for fights? Um, I feel like it's a bit like, Everybody's got something inside of them that they keep. Either it never comes out and it's never got shown, or it's something that comes out every once in a while. I feel like boxing has helped me bring out who I am inside. Um, I feel like in boxing, you have to believe in yourself. You can't be coming in and turning up to a fight saying, "Oh, I think I'll do all right." You know, I should win. You have to believe in yourself. If you know, you can't expect people to back you if you don't back yourself. You gotta believe you're the best, even if you're not. Even if you're you still got learning to do and you still experience the game. You have to believe that you're going to get there one day somehow. You have to believe it. And uh, that starts with you. I believe I'm, I'm going to win. I believe I'm going to continue to win. And um, it's you got to speak it into existence. you got to work for it to happen. So I'm doing that. I'm grinding every day, working in the gym every day. So I, I back myself 100%. No, I'm sure you're going to do well. Have you had a good camp? Has, has everything sort of gone to plan? Yeah, every, everything has gone great. You know, I've I've, I've been going, doing a lot of sparring with the boys this camp. I haven't been getting much female sparring, but that's good because it's been tougher. And uh, it's just, it's, it's been constant learning, like a rolling ball, you know, from last year. Everything is, the camp has been, I would say, continuous.
Is that tough to get female sparring? Yeah, female it sparring partners. Hard. It's very hard. You know, I end up getting with girls who are um, either bigger than me or heavier than me and stuff like that, just because there's nobody else. You know, it's hard. It's 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 very difficult. It's very difficult. Yeah, I can imagine, especially when you're that ferocious in there. I can't <laughs> imagine you've got too many volunteers. Yeah. Karen, I've loved sitting down and speaking to you. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast, yeah. right? Um, and we finish every podcast the same. I just want to know, if you could give one piece of advice to a younger Caroline, what would it be? If I could give it to the younger Caroline, I would say not to give up, to keep going even when it gets hard, because it will get hard. Just continue pushing forward, just pushing through. I remember I saw somebody say, if you're going through darkness, if you're going through a tunnel, why are you going to stop when you're you're in the middle of it? You stop when you get to the end, when it's good. You know, if it ain't all right, then it's not the end. That's a brilliant. Keep going, keep pushing. I like that. Yep. Um, guys, that is the end of today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please follow, like, subscribe, as it really helps grow the podcast. Guys, thank you for listening. Did you enjoy that? Yeah, it was Mate, good. Thank, thank you so much. It was-